would love to say that I woke up one day and decided I'm not going to make money for the man. I'm going to make it for me. That's not how it went down. It was traumatic. (laughs) It was not of my choosing, (laughs) but you make lemonade, don't you? I'm not going to get into the details, but it was a traumatic ending of a relationship. And let me say of all of the companies that I've worked for, I have always maintained a good relationship when I have left. I had a traumatic breakup, if you will, an exit from a company that I cared about tremendously. Oddly, it was through miscommunication, which doesn't really happen in my life because I'm a very uh, upfront, I want to meet face-to-face, I want to work it out, I want to talk it out. And I'm also a big fan of taking responsibility for your own actions. And I was absolutely culpable in this situation. Believe it or not, it was a social media snafu and a miscommunication that just caused epic drama. So I divorced myself from that situation. This was something that was felt within my industry, like continent to continent to continent, no city to city. I was getting calls from Asia. I was getting calls from South America, from the UK, Europe. What is going on? I was like, whoo. I am so excited for you to meet Dr. Ashley Anderson, who went from corporate Gucci and Chanel to jeans and a t-shirt and living in a bus that she converted herself, teaching others about self-care. Took a break, took a breather and decided you're always teaching other people in the industry how to look out for themselves. How about you take some of your own medicine? Has your life, your dreams been interrupted Good news. It is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day, and some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. Ashley Anderson, Dr. Ashley Anderson, welcome. It's so good to have you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, Lori. This is remarkable. Love talking about your new puppy, Guinness. That's pretty exciting. Yes, he's a love. He turned nine weeks on Sundays. It's lots and lots of training time. I will say that. (laughs) Yeah, they're cute, but they're a lot of work, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all like... He has, there's no middle ground. And I know some people like this actually, but he seems to be all middle ground. It's either full throttle on 10 or it's nap time. I'm just running with it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. And I love that you volunteered so quickly. And I would just love to hear about your life now. I've loved getting to know you. And one of the things when I first went to your Facebook page was your bus. And so I don't know if that's what you want to talk about. But tell us a little bit about your life now. This is not a life I ever thought I would be living. I live in a converted school bus. We have converted ourselves. Tony, my partner. I thought it was eight years, but I just realized it's nine years. He was never into the nomadic lifestyle. Actually, this relationship came out of nowhere. And people who knew us when we were younger knew that both of us cannot believe that we're together. We do not, we just don't go together from the outside. He was not into tiny living. He was not into really minimalist type stuff per se, He's a finished carpenter, and I was trying to convince him early on in our relationship to build me a tiny house on wheels. But I don't like towing things. I'm good at it, but I don't like doing it. I convinced him to go to a tiny house festival when we were going on another trip, 
that just happened to coincide. We saw those and he started to see the vision because he is kind of a gypsy at heart. So he does like to wander. So that's what I was tapping into. And then we toured a handful of school buses that were also there. And that was it. It was clinched. Spent some time looking for a bus. And we thought that we wanted to have like the biggest thing possible. Because if you're going from living in a home, even an apartment, you're talking about 800 to 3,000 square feet in the ballpark of average humans. We're talking about going down to a 40-foot school bus. We were shopping for one, and lo and behold, I wanted to go smaller and smaller. We settled in the middle, so it's a 27-foot Bluebird school bus. And a cool story about this bus, it was driven by the same woman the entire time it was in service, and she actually got to drive her kids and her grandkids being a school bus driver. And the bus actually comes from Oregon. So I've got a little bit of the Pacific Northwest with me in Southern California and everywhere we roam. It has a cool story. Her grandson bought it with the intention to convert it, but didn't do anything with it. And then we got it. And I've done all of the systems, University of YouTube. I've done all of the electrical and plumbing and propane. And and then Tony, because he's a Finnish carpenter, He does the beautiful. So he does like the flooring and the cabinets. We have coffered ceilings in the dark and thing. I have woodworking and things inside this bus. Luxury homes don't have. Pretty cool. I love that. So often at this time of our life, we're not going on a new adventure or some people aren't even loving their life. They're thinking about retirement and they don't know what they're going to do. So what do you love about your life right now? So this is a life I did not think I would be able to live, though anyone who has known me for any length of time jokes around. You know how they say people have nine lives like a cat? That's me. But I have lived many, many lives already in what I consider a short amount of time. I know younger people will not consider someone on the fifth floor to be a short amount of time. But once you get older, you realize how fast time goes. But I have always been one to seize the opportunity per se. I don't turn down fun. I don't turn down much. Like no is not a favorite word of mine. The reason that I have lived so much that I've had so many experiences and I've gotten to travel and go the places that I have and just generally had the opportunities is because I say yes. And because I really do try to squeeze every little adventure out of life. And I mean, adventuring for me, as someone with mental health issues can be taking a shower because sometimes that's a monumental task. I see the importance in it and that's my mindset. I love that I live in less than 200 square feet. I've made it happen almost by myself. Even though my partner is fantastic and contributes a tremendous amount, this would not happen without my crazy ideas. (laughs) My job, what people would consider one of my biggest successes, my career, I wouldn't have if I didn't design it. Because what I did for a living, which was teaching and training for personal care brands and doing product development, that job didn't exist in the way that I did it before I did it. I made that happen. And now there are thousands of people that do that as a career. This is a job description now that companies are constantly filling positions. I contributed to that. I love it. I'm so happy because it's a valuable service to provide. And it takes a very specific skill set to make that happen. So I'm slowing down, not because of age, but just choices. I'm the full throttle person. I have trouble because I burn the candle at both ends all the time. I don't know if you are as familiar with that as I am, Lori, but balance has never really been in my vocabulary. I don't know her. 
And sometimes balance needs to be defined for each individual. We look at balance as the same answer for everyone or the same equation for everyone. And I suppose that's why it's not in my vocabulary, because my version of balance is not what most people would be harmonious with. Choosing less things, choosing to get back to basics, choosing a less materialistic life, for me... All of those things have been super conscious decisions. I have never been happier. And I don't think I've ever been healthier either, both my body and my brain. But again, not for everybody. That's what I think is so cool about this world is we get to meet remarkable people. When I consider myself truly lucky and truly fulfilled is when I'm helping other people, learning about them, providing some kind of value. You don't need a PhD. You don't need a big house. You don't need multiple fast cars to make that happen. I guess contribution is a big deal in my world. I'm just really reveling in that nowadays. One thing I love about you is you do so much volunteer work. I know you don't toot your own horn, but also your job or what you consider your, how you make your living, you might have multiple streams, but that is also you giving back. That is also you serving others. And I love that philosophy you have, even though you're making money, you're doing a service to help others. Do you want to say more about that? I have a really challenging relationship with finances, with money. I have made, to me, ridiculous amounts of money in my lifetime, although not as much as I should have because of this idiotic mindset that I had for so long about money. One side of my family was incredibly wealthy and one side of my family was incredibly poor. And that really shaped me. I heard money is the root of all evils. And I just embedded that in my brain and it, it couldn't be more false. It couldn't not be more incorrect. I have had to relearn that. Have you heard, if not now, when? If not you, then who? Are you being prompted to write a book, to create a podcast? Check out Leaving a Legacy at www.coachlaurie, that's coach, L-A-U-R-I-E.com. And let's get started on your second act now. So I have had to relearn that money actually allows me choices. Choices is one of the most powerful things you can possibly have in this world. Anybody who has been on the end of the spectrum where you don't have choice, where you don't have control over your own self or what's happening to you, will agree that choices are the pinnacle, sort of the ultimate goal. Money allows that. One of the coolest things I have learned recently has been to alter my mindset and my relationship with finances and money and to help other people see that as well. It can be a great benefit to have a healthy relationship with your finances and to at least know what's going on so that you are not controlled from a financial aspect because that's a real easy one to fall into, particularly for women and young people nowadays. Like I'm really just pleased as punch to have more educational tools available, not only all over the internet, but also with one of my streams of income. My accountant absolutely would probably throw fire on me if he could. He loves me for real, but most days he just wants to string me up because my business model, and it has been for a very long time, is for every paying service, let's just say I did something for you that costs $100. And when I say that, I have to clarify that. 
I am in the personal care industry. So I do hair, skin, permanent makeup, facials, waxing. I do oncology treatments, areola replacement for breast cancer for mastectomy survivors, things like that. There's many, many different things, but it's all in that arena. So think cosmetology, aesthetics, barbering. For every paying service that I receive, I donate a like amount. So what that means is, and I happen to live in the Southern California area, so I have a very large VA near me, and it makes this really easy to do. I do outreach with local homeless veterans, so I do haircuts for them, keeping them fresh as I can. A lot of these guys I've known for 25 years plus, they look out for me out there working on the streets. I do a lot of work with at-risk youth who have been homeless for unfortunately too many common reasons, but young people who are getting back on their feet, maybe going for their first job interview after being homeless, maybe getting their first interview for Section 8 housing. So I help them with their appearance and their demeanor and sort of their communication and body language when going in for those things. I also work with a lot of people who have been trafficked, not only in hygiene, personal care, but establishing self-worth with skills. So teaching them how to do what I do so that they can be financially independent so that they have a skill set that they're not reliant on anyone else. No two days are the same in my world. It sounds like you are living this life you love. You're living a little bit more minimally. You are doing more things that you love and you're busy, but you're not the rat race busy. Is that, do you feel like that's where you came from? Correct. I was a corporate monster, but I think Titan is the word that most would use. I've had those titles, directors, vice presidencies for the different brands that I've worked for. I was good at it, but they're good and bad with everything, I, I believe. And for those that work in that arena now, who I'm still very good friends with, like all that kind of things, I still want to help people if that's their goal, like achieve their goals. However, it's not for me. One thing that I took me a long time to figure out, like I knew it intellectually, but it didn't really seat itself in me knowing is when I worked in those jobs, even though I was making a lot of money, I was making somebody else rich. I wasn't ever really making myself rich. It really was like a hamster wheel for me because no matter how many times I rinsed and repeated, no matter how many times I overcame whatever challenge came at me or made a new thing, whatever metric you use to measure success in that arena, it was always for someone else. Like nothing was ever going to be done. I like making lists and I like checking things off. I never felt a sense of completion in that arena and I wouldn't change it because I learned a lot from it, but it's time that I did that for myself. I feel like I can help more people by doing it myself than being part of someone else's corporation. When you made the change from basically working for people to working for yourself, this is where I think a lot of people get stuck and afraid and confidence. Sounds like you've had some mindset changes. What would you say were maybe your biggest hurdles or challenges as you made that shift? I would love to say that I woke up one day and decided I'm not going to make money for the man. I'm going to make it for me. That's not how it went down. It was traumatic. (laughs) It was not of my choosing, but you make lemonade, don't you? I'm not going to get into the details, but it was a traumatic ending of a relationship. I have always maintained a good relationship when I have left. I had a grandfather that was in sales, very good at his job. He taught me this. I do believe there's a time and a place to burn a bridge. 
typically that is not in the professional arena. However, those are few and far between, in my opinion, in my life. I had a traumatic breakup, if you will, an exit from a company I cared about tremendously. Oddly, it was through miscommunication, which doesn't really happen in my life because I'm a very upfront, I want to meet face-to-face, I want to work it out, I want to talk it out. And I'm also a big fan of taking responsibility for your own actions. And I was absolutely culpable in this situation. Believe it or not, it was a social media snafu and a miscommunication that just caused epic drama. I should not be here. I should not be here. So I divorced myself from that situation. And it was a big deal. Like it, This was something that was felt within my industry, like continent to continent to continent, no city to city. Like this was, I was getting calls from Asia. I was getting calls from South America, from the UK, Europe. What is going on? I was like, quiet, quiet, quiet. Use your words. I found myself in a situation where I had a nest egg. I had lots of contacts and I had lots of offers immediately, which gave me a sense of security in a really volatile situation. However, I did choose to take a deep breath. Think about it. And also I was hurt. And so I know that I don't, I'm really good with words. I can absolutely eviscerate someone with my words. And I don't like that I have that skill because I'd rather take a punch to the face than harsh words that are unwarranted. I don't want to do that to people because you can't unhear. You can't unremember what somebody says to you. I feel that deeply. I don't like that I do that. And I've, I've taken a long time in my life to get better at not doing that. So I knew that I was in a highly emotional state. I did not want to come from a place of emotion in not only making my decisions, but also in speaking about what went down. So I knew that I had to divorce myself from the situation, just calm down. No one ever likes to be told to calm down, but when we think it ourselves, it's a super valuable tool to pay attention. I said, I'm going to give myself three months to deal with this, to figure out what where I went wrong, to figure out where I was done wrong. Then I'll make a decision. My accountant, he let me know that that year that this happened, I was home, meaning on U.S. soil in California. So that's not necessarily home. That's just on California soil. 38 days. I was out of state or out of country the rest of time. There's only 365 days in a year at best. Yeah. Talk about burning the candle at both ends. So there was a reason that I reacted emotionally and that I knew that I was going to react. So that's another big reason why I took that step back. I separated, not in a way I wanted to, from my title and my company, took a break, took a breather and decided you're always teaching other people in the industry, how to look out for themselves. How about you take some of your own medicine? I had already had an LLC. I made a product a million years ago, actually about 25 years ago called Adult Juice Box. It was basically like a Capri Sun with booze in it. I sold the idea. So I kind of have always been entrepreneurial in my own mind, but I decided I was just going to basically make a company under that and nine mile radius was born. I believe that rather than pointing the finger and saying red, blue, X, Y, Z, I don't know, unicorns, hippos, peanut butter and jelly, whatever's doing you wrong or whatever you see going wrong in the the larger world. Although recognizing things that are going wrong and doing something to help, but I think is an admirable choice. The only way that we ever really affect change is by doing it in your own nine mile radius. If you don't like the way that something is happening I don't know. 
in the Pacific Ocean, for instance, what have you done locally to address that exact problem? So let's say you don't like the plastic that's being dumped in the ocean, nor do I. What are you doing locally? So Nine Mile Radius is sort of the umbrella that I do everything under. I started, I was like, oh, these people are offering me deals to still be a trainer for their companies, to train their sales force, to train their executives, to train whomever. Great. I will take that job, except I'm not going to take it for your company. I'm going to take it for my company. So I became an independent consultant working for myself. So instead of having to pick one, I got to spread my attention out. And I just actually looked into this. This was like 13 years ago. That's when I first started training people online. So I was uniquely suited to do distance training when COVID hit. And because of the industry I'm in and because I'm known for being hypercritical about sanitation, patron protection, I was uniquely suited to deal with COVID protocols and not just in my industry. They were referring me from salon and spa. They were referring me to their food and beverage. They were referring me to housekeeping because I work with a lot of luxury resorts, medical facilities. It was just an amalgamation of skills that made me suited to deal with what happened in COVID. So though my person to person, my, my actual services business took a massive hit, particularly here in California, that other stuff, the online really, really went gangbusters for me. That was sort of a silver lining if I could possibly find a silver lining in that mess. I don't think entrepreneurship is necessarily for everyone as their sole income. I do think it can be for the majority of people who have any kind of work ethic or desire for financial security. What I love about your story is how you kind of got the rug pulled out from under you, but you were very intentional about holding back, thinking about what it is you really wanted and just taking some time. And often it seems we will react and just take that next job. So I love it that you recognize that. Also, I love what you said about entrepreneurialism because it may not be for everyone for their complete job, but in this economy, so many people are looking for a side hustle. What we've seen in the industry that we share, people are able to at least have a car payment taken care of. They're able to get these smaller areas of their life that could sink them taken care of. What I see is that it takes a certain amount of courage to step out, to do the thing, to speak up and make that happen. That's why I say it's not being a sole proprietor or an entrepreneur, a hundred percent of your income is daunting because that's the roof over your head, the food in your belly, keeping the lights or the heat on. It's everything that can be exhilarating. It can also be really frightening. It can also add stress where you just don't need any more. The world is stressful enough, but side hustles have become like that phrase has become so popular. There's something to that. Although hustle isn't my favorite thing. Although I am a incredibly energetic person. Again, that's not for everybody. Nothing good is easy. If you're given a million dollars, you will likely squander it. If you earn a million dollars, you will value that. That comes also with entrepreneurship or side hustles. And this goes to relationships too. They're going to be work, but it shouldn't be all work. Okay. That's where a little bit of that teeter-totter balance comes in. Or one of my favorite sayings that I have to tell myself every single day because I'm an all or nothing kind of girl, moderation, 
moderation is key. It's sort of a mantra of mine because I need to learn it. But to entrepreneurship, I hear this pretty frequently because I follow a lot of pretty amazing entrepreneurs. Things that they are speaking of on their social media and on their platforms is about this younger generation doesn't want to work. Nobody has jobs. Nobody's going out and getting a job. Guess what? They've got six jobs. They don't have the job that someone of my age bracket or older might think they should have. They can go out and apply for a nine to seven retail job or a marketing job or whatever, whatever they went to school for. They're doing so many different things and they've monetized all of these other things. The gig economy, the side hustle, the social selling, this is it. This is it. Now, are you creating your own content? Are you creating a product? Is it your face? Is it your voice? Is it your idea? Is it your code? What is it? What is it? I've legit in the last 12, 13 years since I really had only myself to rely on for that financial income and it wasn't a paycheck from someone else. I have had no less than six streams of income in that time. And FYI, network marketing is new to me. I've been aware of it and I have been a purchaser, if you will, a supporter for a very long time. However, I have not done this full bore, so to speak, before the last, I would say it's new. I'm a year in, I think just 12 months. And I still have all these other businesses. I still put time into them. I always thought it was my attention span that I was just catering to or playing to the fact that I have to multitask because I get a little crazy when I force myself to focus too long on one thing. I need to small bite things, but I also need to complete them for people who are capable of putting some effort into something. This is such a viable option because you don't have to create the system yourself. Y'all, I have made so many websites and scrapped them. I have made so many products and scrapped them. I have spent so much money on my own businesses. I didn't see the return on investment I feel I should have that I needed. And yet this technically is my business. However, somebody else created it. I just happened to believe in it 100%. They have the back office. They have the fulfillment center. They deal with the packaging. They deal with the R&D, although I have ideas. But whatever. I'm just putting that out in the universe. Of course you do. Uh, manifesting that. If you align with a brand, you speak about it. You promote it. You, you present it. You sell it. Okay? I don't care what perspective you want. I talk about sharing things because I'm all about solutions. I am a solution girl. You want to come and whine to me? You need to tell me that that's what's going on because I won't understand otherwise. I will focus on finding a solution instead of just allowing you to vent. And that can be super frustrating for my friends. You need to drink with them to understand how frustrating of a person I am. But I am 100% solution mode. So that's what I enjoy. But when you think about providing solutions to people, that's what sales is. I'm not selling it because I want the paycheck. I'm selling it because I want to help you. That's all, period. It's just the solution, as is the opportunity. You need a car payment. You need a car that you can depend on to get to your nine to five or your 11 to seven or whatever it is. Guess what? We got that. I got you. Oh, wait, 
you just want to learn how you can save money on your small business, your yogurt shops, phone lines and insurance and all those. I got that. I can help you with that. Oh, you need to know how much you need to invest into your own self so that you can borrow against your own self instead of hoping for financing from a bank. Mm, I can help you with that. Oh, your family never told you how to do that. Oh, you didn't have a family. Okay. Let me help you. I got mentors that I want to share. Here you go. So this is, I don't know, I get a little excitable about this because I'm very passionate about this brand and basically about the micro franchise that is mine, courtesy of them. It has been the easiest business that I have ever started or maintained. And I still have all my other ones and I'm not giving them up. That's the fun thing is I don't expect people to do what I do. I don't expect them to create digital content like I do. I don't expect them to create print-on-demand stuff like I do, although I'd love to help you do it if that's what you want to do. I wouldn't expect them to help people learn how to live tiny or how to convert a vehicle to live in, and I'm talking any vehicle. I have become super passionate about this. Do not rely on the system for your domain. I will help you with that gladly. I'm always helping people with seeing themselves on the outside the way that I see them, whether it be through skin treatments, through recommendations for product or nutrition, be it through hair services, be it through hair removal services, be it through permanent makeup. I teach people how to do these hair services. I teach people how to do permanent makeup. I teach people all the things, but it's so that they will have the self-worth, the self-resiliency, the finances to make their own choices and to see themselves like they are as beautiful and remarkable and valuable and necessary. So why not help them with a micro franchise that could be another stream of income and then they can have all these other perks too, like the car, like the cash, like the finances, like the insurance, like all of that being their own bank. I love that you kind of went from almost burnout to going, oh, I know about self-care. I think I better look inside and do it for myself. And how when we do that, we have more of what it takes to be available and help others. Is there something that you really want people to know? There's lots I want people to know. I would like people to know that they're needed because there is not another one of them. You're needed. I would like people to know that their experiences, the things that they've done, the things that have happened to them, are so unique that nobody else has that recipe. We need it. Somebody needs it. It might be me. It might be you. It might be somebody that listens to this. I don't know, but somebody needs it. So don't go away. I would really like people to know there are resources that will teach them to be self-reliant and self-sufficient and thrive. It's possible. It's absolutely possible. It's absolutely doable. I really believe that consistency and authenticity are the two most vitally important things. So you being you, me being me, not trying to be anybody else, and we can aspire to things 100%, authenticity and consistency. If you do something consistently, you will become good at it. If you do it relentlessly, you'll become an expert at it. Work is required. And it's not my words. It's a universal truth. Good stuff isn't easy stuff, but it's absolutely attainable. I suppose 
that's a big takeaway. As someone who is a survivor of both physical health things and traumas, emotional traumas and troubles, I just call myself a survivor because I feel like I've been through the ringer and so many people have and so many people have had it worse than me. Being a survivor gives me a unique perspective on reality and on finding the joy. And I think that's one of the things that makes me unique is I'm not positive for positive sake. I'm not just sunshine and roses because I'm a dingbat, although I will play that card. People don't realize it, but it gets me what I want. I'm positive because I actually love joy. I am joyous, and I like to share that. We talk about how much negative there is in the world, but if you really look at it, there's beauty and joy everywhere. And if I could share that, if I could highlight that, if I could get people to see that and experience it more and know that they're experiencing it, like catalog it, maybe that's a journal entry for people. I don't know. It just makes me a little bit more balanced and healthier to acknowledge that. In the beginning, you mentioned about, can't remember, it was like saying yes or or adventure. It was about adventure and that maybe a shower, because I always say when people are struggling with mental health issues and they actually like get up and make coffee, they get out of bed. I applaud them because for some people, that is a huge, huge step. I love that you brought light to it and that you made it so okay. If somebody want more of you, how can they get in touch with you? All of my socials have Nine Mile Radius on it. So you can look up Nine Mile Radius. All is one word. I don't believe in spaces. But yeah, Nine Mile Radius is an easy way to find me. The bus actually is another way to find me. So our bus is called the Hive, Hive 9. So if you would just look up Hive 9 bus, you can find me that way too. I believe that a Hive mind helps get things done. I do not have all the answers. I am not the smartest person in the room, at least not the rooms I've put myself in because I want to continue to learn. It requires a hive mind. Human beings, although the internet and technology has made it possible to isolate ourselves and to get things done on our own, which I'm obviously a fan of, we are actually social creatures. We are social animals. If the debacle of 2020 on this globe taught me anything, it's that we require each other in whatever dosage you can handle. Reach out. Just reach out. Don't isolate. Like Lori says, sometimes the biggest accomplishment of the day is actually getting out of bed. And that as someone who has, has been there so very many times in my life, celebrate that. Write it down. Maybe make a list. Get out of bed today and then check it off so you know you got something done. I do that too. I love lists. Find reason to celebrate. Maybe, just maybe, say yes to that exciting, slightly scary thing. Because if you don't ever do anything, you're just existing. And, and that is bleak. Don't just exist. Do something. It'll be fun. She's like, I promise you. Something will be fun somewhere. It's been such a joy to talk with you. I'm so glad that I'm part of your hive. And I hope that people will reach out to you and just experience, if anything, your bus. It was a pleasure, Lori. Thank you for having me. I just, when you put out that bat signal and said, hey, does anybody want to participate in this? I'm like, yeah, let's get the ball rolling. Do it, do it, do it. Again, it's that say yes. Thank you ever so much for having me. You can find Ashley at Nine Mile Radius. Three things we learned from Ashley. Say yes. 
slow down, not for busy sake, but to enjoy the moment and be authentically you. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review, and a five-star Coach Lori here. I am not anti-aging. I am all about aging gracefully. Did you know we stopped making collagen at a certain age? And did you know powdered collagen has to go through your whole digestive system? So I am a big fan of Glow Liquid Collagen. It helps me age gracefully, inside and out. To order, check the link below. By the way, if you order two at the same time, free shipping. Or if you would like to be an affiliate, make a little extra cash, click the affiliate link.